Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, the U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with a silverback self-defense franchise opportunity, professional self-defense company that specializes in group, corporate, and individual training classes. Founded and owned by Robert Weber, Silverback Self-Defense is passionate about helping people learn how to protect themselves and save lives. Hi, Robert. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, Marty. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Robert. It's great to finally have you on the show. Uh, we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Robert? So I'm calling from Cypress, Texas, which is about 30 minutes northwest of Houston. Oh, nice. Okay, how's the, how's the weather yeah. there today, Robert? Yeah, I normally tell people Houston, and then if you know where Houston is, everybody does, and then you know where Cypress is. Um, well, right. we're having uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're having we're having great weather. Um, we're in the low, low eighties, um, and getting ready, you know, considering it's the end of uh, May, we're getting ready to hit summertime where we'll be in the hundreds every day. So happy with, uh, happy with the temperature right now. (laughs) I get it. That's fantastic. You know, it was interesting. I, I, I researched, you know, your franchise, you know, over the last week, Robert, and it's a great information i thought you know to even talk before we talk about the history of silverback i mean you have a very impressive resume and i think that's what kind of led to silverback self-defense maybe we can kind of start there because i i think that's that's a good place to begin so um you know for i i started training in martial arts when i was young um and i trained Mm -hmm. because i was bullied as a child and so you know martial arts has been a vehicle for me um, I tell people when I'm with them, uh, learning martial arts literally has saved my life. Um, took me wow. from somebody who was uh, shy, introvert, uh, to yeah. being able to stand in front of uh, groups and crowds and compete um, on international um, stages and events and have the self-confidence to be able to do what I do. You know this as well as I do. One of one of m- people's most fears is public speaking. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I get, to, and I get to speak, I get to speak in front of groups and crowds and people every wow. single day. And so, but you know, I, I wasn't always, that wasn't always the case. And, um, right. I was, when I was young, when I was younger, I, I hit my growth spurt a little bit later. Um, and so as a child, you know, learning martial arts and then, as an adult, um, my oldest daughter wanted to do martial arts, so I got back into mm-hmm. training in uh, traditional Taekwondo, and um, that she was 11 at the time, and now she's getting ready to be 35. Um, wow! And so, and so we started training. It was a great bonding experience for the two of us. 
And then um, I didn't have any plans to have a martial arts business when I started. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was one of the um, overweight parents in the back of the room as my child trained and, and uh, watching her. And then I decided, you know, uh, I've done this before. I could do it again. And I was, I had, I owned another company at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, and when that company, we hit a recession um, in Houston and that company kind of dissolved itself. I had the opportunity. I was still doing martial arts and, and had a passion and being able to then open up a full-time martial arts school. Um, and that was almost 16 years ago. And so I've owned, I've owned a school in Houston, in Cyprus, um, teaching full-time martial arts, but through Taekwondo, which was my first, you know, kind of love, I've been able to travel, I've been able to travel the world. I've competed, um, on four different continents. Um, I've won, uh, two international, two international medals, um, in competition, uh, I'm now currently a sixth degree black belt in uh, Taekwondo. Wow. Um, and uh, and then in the meantime, with training with that, I've also become an instructor in Krav Maga, which is Israeli self-defense, which um, yeah. a lot of, a lot of people know that. Um, and then also I've trained in uh, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the uh, Gracie style. I'm not an instructor, but I've, done a lot of mm-hmm. training in that for the past 10 years. Um, I'm also a, a uh, NRA certified pistol instructor, and then I teach licensed wow. to carry classes in Texas um, for people who want to carry their pistol. And then I'm also a refuse-to-be-a-victim instructor for the NRA. So um, I, tell people every, I tell people every day, from starting where I started to going where I am today, I have the best job in the world. I, I get to get up every day, and people and people pay me to hit them. My, <laughs> That's fantastic. That's my, 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 clients, my, my clients pay me to hit them, and they bring me back, and then my, my customers <laughs> pay me to hit them. Um, there's, there's no other job in the world like, uh, like owning a, a self-defense business. It's, it's, it's very impressive when I was reading your resume, Robert, you know, and it was interesting because I said to myself, I said, yeah, you know, what was the catalyst, you know, for, for starting Silverback Self-Defense? I have to tell you, I mean, we really haven't, you know, I've been doing this show now 13 years, and I don't think I've had your type of concept on the show in, in all of that time, you know, and so I was so excited to interview. So how did the whole thing come about? Because, I mean, you guys are really unique in the marketplace. Um, how did the idea come about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I agree, you know. Um, so I'll try to not make it too long of a story, but um, a couple no. of years ago, a couple of years ago, I actually read an article in a uh, uh-huh. HR magazine for corporate wellness that said corporations yeah. were hiring people to come in and train their staff um, right. in self-defense. And, you know, obviously now today, Today's, I tell people this all the time, Marty, today's world in the last 20 years has changed so much when it comes to self-defense. When you and I were growing up, we didn't go to school worrying about active shooters. We didn't go to work worrying about active right. shooters. Um, you know, right. Columbine, Columbine literally changed the world, how we mm-hmm. have to deal with things. And right now, you see right now where, you know, even with the COVID-19 coronavirus shutdown, as things starting to open up, yeah. we've already had we've already had four active shooters um, situations right, that right. are happening. Right. And so, um, it's it was kind of a, a perfect storm for me. So my martial mm-hmm. arts school, my martial arts school has about a five mile radius where we really kind of touch in about a five mile radius. Um, and, uh, you know, we've been very successful. We've been here for a long time, but we never really Houston, obviously giant city. We never really ventured outside of our four walls. So I read this article and, uh, I said, you know what, this was, it was probably 2016 when I read it. And I said, you know, I can really do mm-hmm. that. Um, I could, I could create a, a concept of, um, taking what I know from all of my training and creating a program that I could go out and market to corporations. So 
really, that right. was kind of how it started. 2017 was really our first true year in business. Um, and it was one of those things where, you know, we, we've been, um, <laughs> we've had a lot of adversity. 2017, we got up and going, and then uh, Hurricane Harvey hit Houston. Um, right. That remember, really, yeah. My my corporate location in two and a half to three days got 52 inches of rain. Wow. Oh, jeez. I actually, I wow. actually had to have, I had to evacuate my house. I, I never flooded, but I had to evacuate my house and walk out yeah. in waist deep water with my whole family to a shelter um, wow. in 2017. So wow. the so the catalyst, you know, of starting it and transitioning into an actual business but what i found was mm-hmm. as I, as i was going out to these companies and i know i sent you some of you know we work with fortune 100 companies um yeah. and right. that have that have hired us you know people would say well is this a franchise and i know just it's just me well your branding is great wow you right. should be a franchise and and yeah. and that was and and i heard it over and over and over yeah. again, you know, your branding is so good. It's so strong. You've got such a great brand. Um, you're, and then, you know, obviously, you know, people love the product and, and what we're doing. And we're very unique mm-hmm. in, how, in how we deliver our product. We really have created a system. So fast forward to the end of 2018, I met Chris Connor from Franchise Marketing Systems at a franchise yeah. show. And, okay. uh, and I approached him and said, hey, I have this concept that I think is franchisable, but I need to know somebody right. in the industry in franchise. Is this really right. franchisable? Can somebody do this? And so he kind of went back to his team right. in Georgia, and he, he came back to me and said, for sure, we can franchise this. And so we've been working for the last year basically on now we have everything set up to where we are we are a franchise and now and then today as of today we've actually sold or awarded our first territory here in Houston and we're in negotiations wow. for our second one here in Houston. So um you know not a rags That's to riches exciting. but right. also for me it was that this is kind of the culmination of a dream that started four years ago to wow. be able to be able to do this. It's exciting, Robert, for you. You know, and they always say like the, the first franchise is always, you know, it was one of those highlight moments, you know, in, in a franchise. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard this story where, uh, you know, a lot of big franchises that have been on our show, that was the catalyst, the same as your story. As they someone said, you know, is this a franchise or can I buy one of these? You know, and, and that was always the spark, you know. It, it's, it's such a common story. And I think that's really how you know, you have something, you know, and when I was looking at the services, I mean, it's, it's really very impressive because you provide a number of different services. When you're, if you're meeting with a prospective uh, franchisee, Robert, um, how do you typically describe Silverback self-defense to, let's say, a prospective franchisee? Because you do have so many different services. Yeah. So what I tell people is we own or we offer a mobile self-defense training company. Mm. Yeah. And so so like you said earlier, we really we are really in a a very unique and very created niche that I've created for mobile self defense. Um yeah. we go to the we go to the customer. That's that's really what sets us apart. Okay, I've that's been in great. the martial arts industry. I've been in the martial arts industry for 20 plus years and a lot of martial arts mm-hmm. schools like you probably have martial arts schools right down the street from you. The, sure. They'll do a sem- they'll do a seminar in in hopes that somebody will then turn around and sign up to come into their space. And right. I did right. I did that I did that for years. We did seminars to to get people to come in and sign up. Well, mm-hmm. that's that touch point is only in their radius of who's going to be willing to drive to them. What right. we do exactly. is we, we take. We take that time commitment out of it, and we drive to the client. So whether it's an individual, like right now, our individual private training, semi-private and family training mm-hmm. right now during the, during the coronavirus has exploded because people are wow. stuck at home. They have more time. Yeah. Their, their schedule is open because they can't go out and do anything. So 
our private training is through the roof. Now, obviously, our corporate training doesn't exist right now because no one's gathering together right. corporately. But that's right, the great thing. About, that's the great thing about our business. We're down volume-wise, but we're still doing business because of the suite of products that we offer. Everyone wants to feel safe. Everyone wants yes. to know how to defend themselves. And we give people that ability to do that. And so when I'm describing my business to somebody that, you know, I tell them we bring customized on-site self-defense training to you. So if you're calling me up on the phone and you're saying, Robert, I want you to come out and train my 17 year old daughter who's getting ready to go to college, how to defend herself when she goes to college, we're going to have that conversation and we're going to go through that information if you're calling me up and saying, hey, my 10-year-old is being bullied, now that's where, right. you know, I really I shine because then I call on personal knowledge. And we have a curriculum mm-hmm. that, we, right. that we have a curriculum that we've developed over 20 years of how we teach children how to deal with being not only physically, wow. but verbally, emotionally, and now cyberbullied. Um, we have we created this, and so we're going out and, you know, we're teaching these kids, you know, how because we have kids today who are even younger and younger who are being bullied and who are committing suicide from being bullied. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's an amazing model, Robert. When I was, you know, when I was reviewing it, when I, I caught the, the whole mobile aspect of it, too, and then I, I, said, I said, I get it, you know, because like you said, you know, I mean – you're probably willing to travel, you know, as you said, 30 miles, 40 miles, you know, whatever it may be, you know, but I mean, and you're also, you know, in doing this show such a long time, you know, a lot of times that location or where you have to get a place, you know, whether it's a restaurant or a dojo or anything like that, it's always a big obstacle for a lot of new franchisees, you know, is that location factor. You don't have to worry about that or your franchisees don't have to worry about that, do they? No, and we, and that's one of the biggest benefits that I tell people of when they're looking at, when they're looking at the concept, you can be up and running and out delivering product in a very quick time. And you have no hard overhead uh, because you have no space to now we set the model up to where if you want to have a space, we teach you how to do it because we're really good at doing Mm -hmm. what we do. But we, we, we highly recommend for someone to do it as 90, 90 plus percent of my business is mobile. 10% of my business that I, I create in my location because I already pay rent here. But I really yeah. have built it. And I, I, I teach people intentionally, go after the 90%. You want the 90% and you don't want to have overhead because like, I, I don't know how much you really follow martial arts, but this coronavirus is killing people. You know, it's, it's killing businesses. Yeah. Because right. Their landlords can't not have any rent paid to them. Right. They can't pay right. any rent. They can't get anybody in their buildings. And you. And so yeah. we are. If you had a business model like what we do right now, you wouldn't have that overhead hanging over your head. Right. Right. It's it's, it's a very clever model. And you know when I was looking at the, I'm sure you get this all the time, but the the logo and the truck. You know, I mean that's that's a moving billboard, isn't it? I mean, when, when you're yeah, traveling sure. from point A, B, and you have what several thousand people see it on a daily basis, I mean, it just really stands out. I don't know who came up with the logo, but I thought it was very, from a marketing perspective, I thought it was very clever. Yeah, I, so so I always tell people everything that you see that you think is great is me. Everything that you think that's terrible is me. Um, and and I, <laughs> that's great. I, I, I am the I am the end all be all. If it works great and it comes off great, then I and if it if it if it's if it totally tanks, it's still me. But I have a I have an incredible I have I have an incredible graphic person that I work with who it, what I do really honestly is I I send this uh, company uh, so it's a lady that owns it. I send her. When I want to do something, I say, this is what I want. This is how I want it to look. And she makes everything we do look fantastic and keeps wow. it in the brand. So 
I went when we started with the logo. I kind of said, "Here's what I kind of want. I, I want a shield. Right. Uh, I want a pro- I want a shield. I want protection to be in our logo because that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're teaching people. Right. And then and then and then you know the, the I tell I joke all the time. The silverback monkey is me. You know, I'm the, I'm the old gray monkey. And and <laughs> and, and, and so I said, here's kind of what I want it to you that's know great. really look like. And, and then the the guy who works with me here locally who does my who did my truck wrap same thing you know i went to him and that's what he does for a living and i said here's kind of what i want let's make this happen and that's one of the few things that our franchises have to have that is our rolling billboard we get calls i yeah. it's so funny i get i get text to my phone in houston traffic hey i'm sitting right behind you call me that's incredible. It's amazing. It's 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 yeah. a moving it's a moving billboard, you know, particularly in your area. You know, you a lot of traffic in that area, you know, a lot of exposure. Um, you know, from that marketing perspective. I just I thought it was very clever, you know. I thought it was yeah. really well done, you know. So it's just fantastic. Does technology play a role in, in your business, Robert? It's probably not a, a high technology business, but you know, I guess, you know, social media and things like that are probably important. Um, or certainly will be important in the future, won't it? So, yeah, so obviously technology, we, we are, well, let me just say, let's do it this way. We are a high-touch business, mm-hmm. or we have yeah, been. right. So right. now, what, what, actually what we're working on, so this time of the year for me, June, July, August, my biggest base of business is teenage girls getting ready to leave to go to college. They're going to live wow. on their own for the first time, they don't really have a working knowledge of what to do and how to do it. They've lived at home. Right. Parents are taking care of them. And we're now, and, and so parents, we, we, every weekend we would be having seminars teaching girls and preparing them to leave. Well, we're not having that. Right. So how, so how, right. technology is, how technology is changing is we're now taking that seminar and we're, we're filming it and we're putting it into mm-hmm. a package that, that we can then sell to a parent who still wants their child to get some training. And we realize it's not hands-on, it's not hands-on training and it's not like what you would get from us. But if you have a parent who wants their child still to get trained, but doesn't feel comfortable sending them into a group environment, we we are going to give them an option. We're going to give them an option to have. Now, more and more people today, because of what's going on, have become comfortable with learning online. And mm-hmm. so right. we, we, we do a really – the way I teach instructors to teach a technique is we kind of take that and teach it in the kind of the same way we're teaching it to a student. So if I was going to teach you how to hit someone right. – we're going to film it, and we're going to talk about the ins and outs of it and then, and then tell you practical ways to practice where you are. You're not going to be Clever. an expert, but right. you're, still going to, you're still going to have some. And then the, the situational awareness part that we deliver in the seminar um, is going to be filmed also and then also presented in the package as a uh, – a PDF to where they can actually read the right. information and watch me talk through it. And then they can read it and watch me talk through it. So they get both, they get me doing a, a video of it and then they get a hard copy to read it. And then that way they can go over it. So it's, um, I tell people all the time, the technology, uh, the, the being quarantine has forced me um, mm-hmm. into more technology, you know, um, our, right. our YouTube page, we, we, you know, if you look at my YouTube page for Silverback mm-hmm. before coronavirus, there were hardly any videos. I put a video up every maybe six right. months. Now there's a video up every other right. week because because I have no wow. other choice. I, I have sure. to, I'm 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 giving um, content to my followers to uh, that I can't give to them normally. So that's, that's where technology really, it is really, very clever. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. The, in your industry, I guess it's safe to say. I mean, you're you're part of a big industry, Robert, because you know this is this is a problem. You know, when I was reading the literature, there was something in there that you know she mentioned to our listeners. They said workplace violence costs U.S. employers an estimated 120 billion dollars annually. That's a that's a pretty big number, isn't it? Well, it's a huge number, and people don't realize 
um, what, when you look at workplace violence, it can be, I mean, you, even if you, if you take active shooter out of the picture, because when you hear yeah. people, when hear people today, when people today hear workplace violence, that's the first place they go. But workplace violence is way more than that. And right. it's, it's, but, and it's educating people. So uh, look at, let's just take a look really quick at a snapshot of in the past five years, what's, how, how much it's changed in corporate world in sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And you look at that and then you look and it's the same thing with workplace violence where people right. don't necessarily talk about it, but then it happens right. all the time. And then when we go yeah. into, when we go into a company, we're talking to employees about how to be safe at work and then also how to be safe at home and how to be safe going right. to and from work and to and from home. And we are a, what I, a corporation looks at us as a value added service to helping right. their employees feel safer. Yeah, it's it's so important. Here's an interesting question. I don't know if anyone's ever asked you, Robert, but what's what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since launching Silverback Self Defense? I imagine you probably have like a thousand stories if you and I were having a cup of coffee together. But does, does anything stand out over the years? So, so obviously, a couple of things. Two, one, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to be interviewed on TV um, locally a couple wow. of times. And um, funny story. Funny story was I was at home one night, and then I, I'm watching the CBS Evening News, and my face is on the CBS Evening News because the, <laughs> the national the national news picked up the local story. Um, so that was kind of on a on that note. And then um, I got referred to do a um, a corporate seminar for the Houston Astros, not for the players, but for the staff. Um, and I'm a huge baseball fan fan so i got to actually yeah. do a corporate i got to do a corporate seminar in minute maid park where the astros play um wow. so i think those are, those are two of the more interesting things that have happened um for me as the yeah. you know the founder um so you know it's it's always interesting when the news is wanting to talk to you um and right. then um it's, it was kind of cool being um in the stadium so uh, yeah, but there's oh, yeah. a lot. I mean, we could, we could talk. I could talk to you for a long time um, about. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could talk about you know your, your franchisees, Robert. I mean, you know, what types of characteristics will you be looking for in, in, in your franchisees? Will anything be important that you say, okay, this person would be a good match for Silverback Self Defense? Sure. Yeah, and we definitely, you know, I, the. the kind of the new term is we kind of, we have an avatar, uh, you know, we have somebody that we, we have that we look at and we, big thing we want is uh, someone who's passionate about teaching people how to be safe. Um, they have to have, right. you got to have, you got to have a passion for what we do. Uh, you, you, right. it's not like, it's not like, you know, you're going to buy in another type of a franchise where, you could be, and you could be an absentee owner, but you, but it, you know you got to have you got to really have a burning desire to teach people how to be safe. Um, you know, we right. look at somebody, we look at somebody who is um, in the military or transitioning out of the military, mm-hmm. uh, police, right. police, firefighters, EMS. Um, you know, they've already demonstrated a, a willingness to serve. And protect. Yeah. And so they, they're a great candidate for us. Plus, we offer a, a, a good discount because we appreciate the fact that they are serving us. Um, but like what the, the gentleman that I'm talk, the gentleman that I'm talking to right now, we're negotiating. He works at, um, for an oil company, and he's a group fitness instructor. So he doesn't oh, have. Wow. He, he has the, but he has the ability because one of the big things you have to be able to do is stand in front of a group and be able to right. impart you got to be able to impart information into a group and you got to be able to be engaging enough to keep a group you know our, our average group size is anywhere from 30 to 40 people and so you know oh, you got to be able to keep that you got to be able to keep that group engaged in what you're doing and right. make it right make it enjoyable and and be serious at the same time so you know, they don't have to have martial arts experience per se, 
Uh, obviously, right, right. if they if they if they do, it doesn't hurt. What you know? What, what sure. I always tell people: you don't you don't have to be a black belt, but you have to be passionate about doing it. So the the gentleman right. that is is our first uh, territory is in Katy, Texas. He's a retired well, not retired. He but he he was in the Air Force. He served in the Air Force. And uh, he left the Air Force, and then he he's actually studied a couple of different martial arts, but he worked in high-tech network security. And so, you know, he has the ability to stand in front of people and present, and he understands how to do right. that. But he's also got that, you know, background from being in the military where, you know, he has some of the, of the same kind of, you know, qualifications and characteristics we're looking for. So that's great. Um, I mentioned the military is probably a good match to Robert V in the sense that they could follow your system too, you know, because military, of course, you know, they're very good at, you know, following rules and procedures and things like that. I guess the same with policemen and things like that, you know, but um, I imagine that, that, that would be a good match, wouldn't it? Yeah, it is. And that's kind of the same, you know, the thing we talk about all the time is, you know, this, and, and I have to explain to people a lot of time, you're buying a franchise because you're buying a system. The system's been right, proven. Right. We want we don't right. want somebody as an example, we don't want somebody that comes in and says, Well, I don't want to do that. Well then you don't want to own mm-hmm. our franchise. If you if right, you don't want exactly. to we are, we know what success is. We've been successful. Right. If you want to be successful and you can follow the model, then you'll be successful if you can follow the model and put in the work. But you know, you right. don't buy a subway and go, Hey, you don't buy a subway franchise and go, Hey, I want to sell pizza. <laughs> right, exactly. You're buying, exactly. You're buying, what would the change? You're buying the subway because yeah. you want to sell sandwiches. Right, because you appreciate the system, right? And it works, as you said. You know, just follow the system. You know, and you'll get you'll get the same results. What What would the training uh, be like, uh, Robert? I mean, for the new franchisees, I mean, would they come to Texas? Is that how it would work, and they would be trained there? Yeah, yeah. So our our training is set up over the course of a weekend and a week. So, you know, either the front end of the week or the back end of the week, about seven or seven days, they come in, they go through our training system. We get them all set up. They go, they, a lot of it is learning how to teach the way we teach, learning the techniques we teach. Right. Um, going, yeah. going through, uh, going through actually, you know, seminars and then also working with, um, the, our staff on the back end, we have somebody that does all of our social media and marketing that they go through, that would go through for their area. Um, also, mm-hmm. the person who, set, who would teach them how to set up their events in the CRM. Every, everything for the events in, in our CRM is, you know, it's all just cookie cutter. They just go in. It's already set up. They plug in their information for their area, and then the, pe- the, the their clients would go, they go out and register through the CRM um, and so all of the all of the behind the scenes, you know, even you know sometimes running a business, you know, being able being the right. fact that we've been a small we've been small business owners for the last twenty plus years, teaching them you know the ins and outs of running a small business, best practices, um, and then you know uh, hands on getting to getting them to actually feel comfortable in um, the system and teaching, right. That it's it's it, how would you describe because you've been doing this such a long time, Robert. I mean, how would you describe a, a typical day if there is such a thing? I imagine that you know every day could be a little bit different, right? I mean, sure, there's similarities and things like that, but because you're dealing with different types of clients and different scenarios, um, there there would be also some variety throughout the day. But it, is there such a thing as a typical day for a franchisee? Well, obviously, you know, uh, being being a small home based business, being a mobile business, you know, very very. Yeah. Similar to, to what you think about, you know, business owners spending um, uh, quite a bit of time being what we want from a business owner, from a from a franchisee, is they are becoming the self defense person for their territory. So they're out marketing. Right. Their they belong to a chamber of commerce where they're doing chamber of mm-hmm. commerce events. They they belong to like a B and I group where they're networking with other business right. owners. You know, and so a lot of learning how to spread the brand where you are is mm-hmm. networking, you know, doing right. different events, and, and then 
following up on leads. Um, you know, we the way our our CRM works, uh, the uh, the lead comes in for a potential customer, and then they can turn around and be able to send out, have a conversation, what they want, send out a quote, follow up on that, schedule the appointment, and then on days where they have seminars going out to the seminars and actually mm-hmm. doing the seminars and training the, the people in the seminars. And so, you know, every day, every week is a little bit different, but because of the products that we have, you know, one day you might be teaching real estate agents how to defend themselves when they're showing a house. The next day you might be right, teaching a group right. of Girl Scouts. You might be teaching a group of Girl Scouts. You know, the next day you right. might be at a the next day you, you might be at a corporation, you know, where you're dealing with a bunch of corporate executives. And so, you know, I tell people all the time, every for yeah. me it's fun. I get to get up every day and go out and deliver our message to people. Um right. and so that's kind of what, you know, I I think of as a typical day for a business owner is the same, you know, right. And then, and then also going through, you know, the, the part of what they get from us is ongoing training. So as things you know, change and progress, you know, there's always constant updates, uh, things that are happening. Um, and we are right. always, right. Improve, we're always improving our product. So a lot of what our franchisees get is video based. So if we're going to talk about right. something specific, something specific is happening, we're going to shoot a video, they're going to get a video update and say, hey, you know, if this is happening right now, we need to address this, here's how you do it. You've been doing this a long time. I, You know, in studying your background, Robert, I mean, it seems to me like, I mean, you, you have the, the traits and qualities of an entrepreneur. I, you, you know, I think you said earlier, you weren't sure, you know, I mean, if I asked you 20 years ago, if you thought you'd be doing this, you know, you might say, you know, you, you, you're crazy. But, I mean, it really turned into a, a successful business. So you, you, you've got the traits and qualities of, of an entrepreneur. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because now that you're in that, I guess, like franchise arena, you know that there's a lot out there. But, you know, a lot of our listeners are very confused. They don't even know where to begin because there's all these different choices. So, I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, I guess the question is what, what advice would you give to our listeners? So I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you, I used to teach martial arts for a community college right down the street from me. And mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would teach five days a week, five different classes. And, I, you know, I would, every, at the end of every semester, I would tell them the exact same thing I'm going to tell you that I would tell somebody looking to buy okay. a franchise. Find something that you're passionate about that you would do for free and figure out yeah. a way to make money. Yeah. Right. Some, that's so here's here's the thing, Marty. I would teach martial arts, and I would teach people how to defend themselves. People say, "Well, if you won the lottery, what would you do?" I'd say, "I always say I would teach more people." Because <laughs> That's it, right? You do If money is the only issue, I that you know I would teach more people. the The reason I franchised Silverback is I have a, a vision for m- us being able to reach people not only all across our country, but eventually all across our world on how to be safe. And so yeah. my, best, my best thing is, so let's say you got a, a person who's looking for a franchise and they really love cars. They need right. to look into having a, an automotive franchise, you know, right. and you know, same thing. If you've got somebody who loves restaurants, you know, you look into a food service. You've got a teacher who loves to teach, you know, look into education. But whatever it is, you know, you have to be passionate about it to wake up every morning and want to go do yeah. it. Because the, you know this as well as I do. The biggest mistake people think you're going to buy a franchise and you're going to sit back and money's going to roll in and you don't have right. to do anything. Right. That, that right. ain't happening. That's not right. real world. Exactly. You got to, and you exactly. got to be excited. You got to be excited about what you're going to go out and do because if you're not excited about what you're doing, it's going to come across in what you do. What's what's always, no matter what I've done, it is what's made me successful is I'm passionate about what I do and I love what I do, and it comes across to my clients. Right. Yeah. And that 
And that's why I said, you know, for, for my for when we're looking for somebody who wants to be a franchise owner, I want somebody who would teach somebody how to defend themselves for free and show them how they can earn a living doing it. I, I loved your uh, analogy of saying, you know, if you hit the lottery, Robert, you would still continue doing what you're doing. You know, I think that's that's the true cha- that's true test. You, you remind me of a, a quote from um, Al Pacino once. He was he was interviewing with uh, this gentleman James Lipton, and James Lipton says to him, he says, you know, if you died and went to heaven, you know, what would you say to God? And he would say, um, you know, what time is rehearsal practice? In other words, <laughs> his heaven to him is acting you know what i mean and it, it's 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 the same for you you're you're doing what you love to do you know and and your mondays are the same as your fridays and your fridays are the same as your sundays you know it's just um and 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 i, I hear it in your voice you know as you, you speak with conviction you know that you have that passion and i think it's just it, it makes all the difference so it's it's i i think it's great advice for for our listeners so as the founder of the company, I mean, I could ask you, I mean, where do you see Silverback Self-Defense, Robert? If you could look into a crystal ball maybe three years down the road or five years down the road, where do you see the organization? Uh, you know, and that's, and that's a great that's a great question. So, um, you know, when we started 2020, <laughs> and it seems so mm-hmm. long ago, 2020, yes, we've, only gone for, <laughs> we've, only, we've only gone for five months, and it seems like five years. Um Yep. My goal, my goal, so, just so you know, my goal for 2020 was to sell or award 20 territories. Now, obviously, right. that was, you know, we don't think that's going to happen um, with what's going right. on. But, you know, that was, I, right. you know, I set, I set a goal, and, and, you, and you already know this. The first ones are the hardest. And, and as, yep. as you yeah. start to get trapped. And so I, I, my, th- in three years, I, I would love to be in 50 of the major cities in the country and and then in five years to be in 250 and, and that type of growth, because here's the thing that I know about my product is there's not anybody out there doing what I'm doing. You could go out and try Mm -hmm. to find somebody, but you're not going to find somebody doing what I'm doing. It's not like you're buying another franchise that there's a hundred of them and a hundred competitors. Right. Right. And you right. got to exactly. go out every, and you got to go out every day and try to compete with a hundred guys selling window blinds. You know, there's not. Yeah. So I, I know that we, um, we will have growth. Um, we're very focused right now of keeping it close by in Texas. Um, Cause yeah. at the beginning, we want to make sure obviously we have quality control. Um, right. and so Texas is, you know, I always joke, Texas is a country to itself. We could, we, we could have 50 <laughs> franchises, we could have 50, 50 or, or more franchises in Texas and not even scratch the surface of what's in Texas. Um, but once, right. once we That's have you know, in, in, in and around Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, um, my youngest daughter is getting ready to go to college in Phoenix, I keep joking with my wife, we need to have a franchise owner in Phoenix so that way we can go see my daughter. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And have, a reason, have a reason to go out to Phoenix on a regular basis. So if you, right. anybody in Arizona selling a mobile self-defense company, call me. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, that's fantastic. You know, that's, you know, that's, I, I, you know there's the um, – the sky's the limit for yeah. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book right now. That's really stretching me telling me, you know, lift my, lift my lid um, of, you know, what, what could be. And so, you know, it's a, it's always a great question to uh, what are, what are re- realistic and reasonable goals, um, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And, and so that's kind of, you know, where we are, but um Yeah. I think it's great to think big, Robert. You know, I mean, it's, it's we had a, a gentleman, you're speaking of books, um, uh, Michael Gerber, he wrote this book called The E-Myth Revisited. And when he was on our show, he said something very profound. He said that, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't fail because they think too big. They usually fail because they think too small. You know, they just think like one unit or something like that. You know what I mean? And, and, and here you are, you're, you're thinking, you're, you see the big picture, you know, and, and, and I think that's important because, you know, this concept could really work, of course, anywhere here in the States, you know, Canada, and 
who knows, maybe even international one day, you know, um, you know, why not? You know, I mean, it, 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 it could really apply to any location, you know? So, I mean, I could have you back here, you know, in three or five years, you know, doing this interview again. And, you know, I have a very good feeling that, that you're going to hit those numbers and maybe even then some, you know, so it, it's going to be interesting to talk to you again in the future. Well, and, and, and I hope, to, I hope I get to come back in three to five years and say, Hey, you remember when we talked about this and this is where we were. Exactly. We'll go back to that recording. <laughs> because, you know, like, kind of like I told you before, you know, I, 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 and I, I love listening. I listen to your podcast and I've been listening to your oh, podcast. Thanks. I do, I do a lot of driving, driving around Houston. And I love listening to your podcast and, oh, you know, this, you. this was, you know, for me, this is one of my bucket list things is, you know, to be on your podcast and to be able to tell people about what I am passionate about. Um, I was listening to the one the other day with with the gentleman from HEX um, and uh, oh, listening yeah. to his passion about, you know, the, um, the Hispanic community and the Latino yeah, community and exactly. how, how passionate he was about bringing his services to them. And I said, yeah, that's the same thing. You know, he's doing tax preparation, and he's yeah. passionate about that. He he gets up every day thinking about that. Right. I'm just doing I'm just doing it as a different vehicle. But you know, uh, I want to say vehicle, thank you. Right. I appreciate you having me on the show for sure. Um, and oh, uh, it's an honor. Pleasure, it's an honor to me being here. Thank you. This is it's my pleasure, Robert. What's what's a good way for our listeners, Robert, to get more information on Silverback? Are there any like websites or numbers that you want to direct them to so they can get more information? Yeah. So our corporate uh, site is Silverback hyphen Defense dot com, and then okay. um, that's that's the best way, and they they can contact us um, through that, and then um, my email is Robert at silverback-selfdefense.com and they can email me directly um, if there's any questions and they can look at you know, anything um, for us and then there's a link if they're you know actually looking at the franchise concept there's a link to the franchise website through our corporate website um, so okay. that you know that's the best way uh, for me and then you know if they really want to see obviously you know we're active all over social media. Um, they want to really see what we do. It's really easy to find us. That's fantastic. Well, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Robert. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I want to invite you back in the next you know, year or two as, as you continue to grow, because I think this is a wonderful opportunity. Well, thank you so much, Marty. I appreciate it. This has been my pleasure, Robert. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising. For each podcast you get to hear, a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting Franchise Interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear from Joseph Berger, and Joseph is the president of You Got Maze, and Joseph said something on the show that we haven't heard, interesting enough, in 650 shows. He described franchising as an open book, but we're going to let Joseph explain why, so here we go. You were kind of like, I guess you could say you're almost like born into franchising, Joseph. I mean, you've been exposed to it, it seems like, most of your life. Um, what do you What do you like most about franchising? 
Yeah, and you're right. I ha- I've been around franchising for a while. I I I, st- I like to tell people I started when I was seven. I started answering phones and folding boxes at Domino's. Worked at started at twenty five cents an hour with a free soda, uh, as much as I could drink, and worked up from there. Uh, and what I love about it, what we do, uh, I, I see where entrepreneurship, where small business ownership, has helped my family. You know, my right. my dad's from yeah. Northeast Philly, uh, row homes. Uh, my mom wasn't much better off, and they've been able to really just turn their, you know, turn their stars around right. and right. build a really good life for all of us. And I love working with franchisees because I, I get to be a part of them doing that for their family, and that's just inspiring every day. Well, that's yeah, it's inspiring what you just said, Joseph. Because you know, I know that area, you know, of Philadelphia. I get down to Philly, you know, every so often, and it, I think you're right. You know, it's it's one of the things that impresses me too, Joseph, is that you know, a lot of people, I think they want to get into entrepreneurship, but they don't know how to, right? And I think franchising, you know, allows them that ability to become an entrepreneur, doesn't it? Absolutely. One of the things I like, we like to say in the process is like. You know, imagine you have, to t- you have to take a really hard test, and this test determines like everything. Right. But you know, if you're with, if you're doing it with a franchise, it's open book. Right. We've already made right. the mistakes. We've already found the opportunities. We've we've laid out all the processes, uh, and we hone it every day. I mean, all of our our new idea, we still are updating. It's never going to be done. Uh, we're getting all of our great ideas from our franchisees now. But you can start off with that rather than, you know, opening your doors and like, how, how do I get maids? How do I get clients? Right. How do I keep them? Right. That's terrific. I've never heard that analogy in, in 650 shows, Joseph, but it makes sense. You know, I like how you, you called franchising an open book, you know, because you're right. You know, when a lot of people do get into entrepreneurship, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they just don't know, you know, and they make a lot of mistakes. And, um, you know, sometimes that mis- some of those mistakes you know, are detrimental to, you know, their business. So, um, you know, to call it an open book, I, I think that's I think that's really very clever. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Joseph Berger of You Got Maids, all you have to do is go to FranchiseInterviews.com, simply go to our Franchise Interviews by Category page, and go to our Cleaning category, or you can simply go to our Franchises Listed Alphabetically page. And lastly, we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast, our Great Quotes of Franchising podcast, such a big hit. And we'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.